0: This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot.
1: Looking back just a few weeks ago when Lucille made this crossing, she had just come by the church the Wednesday before the Sunday. And uh, Brother Neil knocked on the door and came to our office and he said, Lucille is out in the car, and uh, she did not get very good news today. I went out to the parking lot, and I got down on my knees on the pavement. She had the door open, and we sat there, and we talked for a little while. And I put my arm around her, and she began to weep just a little bit. And I wept a little bit with her, quoted some scripture, and had prayer with her. And little did I know or think that would be my last earthly conversation with her. The very following Sunday, mid-afternoon, Brother Neal called me and he said, We believe her departure is imminent. By the time I got to the house, she had just passed 10 minutes prior. I spent a couple of hours in the home with the family and had prayer with them. Shortly thereafter, I walked out of the the room and Dwayne picked up her Bible and he began to turn some of these pages, which I'm holding her Bible in my hand now. And there were three distinctive things that just almost leaped out of her Bible. One of which, several years ago when I was teaching our church how to win somebody to Christ. Because many people have told me years and years before that, Pastor, I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to say something that I shouldn't be saying or get it out of place. So what I did, I took the time to write down what we call the sinner's prayer. It's been prayed many ways, many times before, and I'm going to have a prayer with you like that in just a moment. But what I did for the entire church, I had it typed out and laminated. And Lucille had this tucked in her Bible. And when Duane was turning its pages, I noticed that it kind of popped out a little bit. And I was so warmed in my spirit to know that it meant so much to her. She did not discard it that she kept it tucked away. The next thing that popped out that I noticed was her wishes for today. In your program, the order of service, you will notice as you open it up, you will find Lucille's favorite Bible verses. These are the verses that she had wrote down that she wanted to be included in her memorial service today. I don't want to omit that. This was very important to her. She wrote it down. So let me read these for you in her honor very quickly. Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In Psalms forty-six, one, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. In Romans eight, thirty-one, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? As the was turning the pages of her Bible, I was noticing that there were multitudes, multitudes of scriptures underlined, and where. She had taken notes and wrote things down in the margin of her Bible as I would preach the sermon. But then all of a sudden, her blue envelope popped out. And I saw it laying on her Bible. Blue envelopes around here are giving envelopes. Her tithing envelope was sitting in the scripture.
0: And I thought about that. She was faithful all the way. Lucille was not a part-time Christian. She was all in. Those three things,
1: I will never forget, Duane, as you stood there opening her Bible. And then she had wrote down on this piece of paper to her children, and it says to my children and my grandchildren, please don't be sad about my leaving, I've looked forward to seeing Jesus, your dad and granddad,
0: my mom and dad for a long time. There are no more cancer worries, no more tears, of sorrow,
1: no more worrying, which I have struggled with all my life. I realized that maybe God created me with this weakness and I was never able to overcome it. As you get older, you begin to think more about where you will spend eternity You'll either spend eternity in heaven or hell. I made the decision many years ago at the age of 24 to ask Jesus to come into my heart and save me. He did, and I've never regretted it one moment. My prayer has been that all my family would accept Jesus as their personal Savior, live for him all the days of their lives, and join me in heaven one day also. We will have a great family reunion I love you all
0: so much and so thankful that God chose me to be your mom and nana.
1: I couldn't have been more blessed or asked for more. Now, leave here happy today, thinking about all the good memories we have shared. And don't sorrow for me. My prayer is that you would decide this day to
0: live for Christ and share the message that Jesus died on the cross and loves us unconditionally. I will
1: see you again. And to my sons, Dwayne and Michael... You have been the greatest joys of my life and I love you
0: with an unending love. I don't think my heart could have loved you anymore.
1: Just remember, even though I may not be physically present with you, I will be in your heart and will be watching over you every day until we are together again. And then she wrote, she hand wrote this little note in June of 2016. And she said, I want my testimony read. It's in the second page of my Bible. And I read it for you right now. She said, I was saved at a revival meeting at the Warwick Road Baptist Church in the fall of 1971. I started going to Gospel Baptist Church and Clayton and I got baptized on January the 9th, 1972 by Pastor Herman Dowdy. This was the most important decision of my life because I knew that my sins, past, present, and future, we're all forgiven because of Jesus' blood that was shed for me. My prayer and greatest joy is that my sons and grandchildren would all accept Jesus as their Savior and live for Him. And she signed it, Mom, June of 2016. I want to call your attention today to what Lucille requested that I speak to you in this memorial service, and I pray that you would listen very attentively, because I believe with all of my heart this meant more to her than anything that could be said or done for this moment right now. Job, the great servant of God, asked the question many years ago. He asked, if a
0: man die, shall he live again? That's a thought-provoking question.
1: You would be surprised at what people believe in this day and time about what happens when a person dies. This world is filled with all kinds of ideologies, all kinds of faiths, all kinds of religions, all kinds of rituals. There are people by the millions who believe that when a person dies, leaves this world in death, that they are just lowered into the ground and that they simply do not exist anymore, that that's the end of the story. There are people that believe that when a person dies in this life, that they are ushered into some majestical place called purgatory where they're depending on their loved ones, friends to pay some money, to pray them out, to work them out, to buy them out, to advance them to another celestial level, getting them a little closer to God. There are people by the millions who believe that when a person dies in this life, that they are reincarnated. They come back to live another cycle of life all over again. And they believe it to be this way, that if they were a man in the former life, then they believe that they can be reincarnated and come back and live another cycle of life as a woman. And when they die in that life, that they are reincarnated and they just believe that the cycle goes on and on and on and on. And so there are many ideologies as to what happens when a person dies. Job asked that question, if a man dies, shall he live again? My question today is this, what do you believe?
0: What do you believe that happens
1: when a person closes their eyes for the last time in this life? Do you believe that there is nothing beyond
0: that last breath? What is it that you believe? What is it that you've been taught? What is it that you think you know? I want to share with you today exactly what Lucille knew by her own testimony written in her own Bible.
1: What meant more to her than anything else as far as this thing called the gospel goes? And this is what she requested. She requested, and I read it with my own eyes, at my funeral I want my pastor to
0: preach a gospel message. So again, I come back to you and I ask You this question, what
1: do you think happens at death? What do you think happened when Lucille took her last breath? I can remember as I walked into the family dwelling and all of you so lovingly were patiently surrounding her bed.
0: I cannot say enough about the caregivers that extended 24-hour care there were some occasions
1: where Brother Neil didn't even go home. He told me, he said, you know, I, he said, preacher, he said, I've been over there. He said, I've been over there day and night. He said, we're not sleeping in the same bed, though. He said, I want you to know that.
0: <clears throat> but, brother, you've been faithful. I think about Brenda one of her dearest friends who was faithful. I think about her sons, the family, precious sister, the grandchildren who were faithful. I will tell you there are many of you here sitting in here right now that I don't know. But some
1: ways I think I do know you because Every time we had a moment, she would tell me all about you. And they were all good stuff, good things.
0: I'm thankful you have friends that have been with you. John, thank you for being a good friend to Dwayne. Thank you all for being brothers and sisters who, on
1: our prayer list, we we had Lucille as a fixture and there are many people here today that prayed for her faithfully. So many of you I don't know. but Here's the deal. If you never know
0: me, you'll miss nothing. But if you never know my Jesus, you're going to miss everything. What do you believe happens when a man dies? Job asked that question. Let me tell you what Lucille believed. I want to ask you four questions.
1: And I'm going to give you the answer to all four of these questions.
0: The last question, there are a total of five, only you can answer. This is what Lucille believed in her heart. And I want to ask you,
1: Do you believe that heaven is a real place? And I'm not talking about a figment of your imagination and I'm not talking about a warm and fuzzy feeling that you get when you hear wonderful, beautiful songs as they're serenaded to us. I'm not talking about beautiful poetry about it. I'm not asking you to... What do you believe about it? Do you believe about it? I'm asking you, do do you believe that it is a real place? Because you see, that's where I believe that Lucille is right now. She's in a real place called heaven. She's not in a figment of my imagination. She's not just in a dream. She's not just in a song. She's not just in the warmth of friends, but I'm telling you, Lucille is in a real place called heaven. You say, you really believe, preacher, that it's a real place? I'm telling you, I believe that heaven is just as real as Richmond, Virginia. Heaven is a real place. Well, preacher, why do you believe that heaven is a real place? Because Jesus said so. Jesus said in the gospel of John chapter 14, beginning in verse number one, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go and prepare a place, not a dream, not a figment of imagination, not a warm and fuzzy situation, but he said, I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. So I believe that heaven is real today not just because Lucille said so in her Bible but because Jesus himself spoke these words. So my first question to you is this, do you believe that heaven is a real place? I give you the answer. Absolutely, because Jesus said so. Maybe you've asked this self, yourself this question about heaven. Well, preacher, if heaven is a real place, does a person go to heaven immediately when they die and leave this life? That's another subject altogether. That depends on what you do with Jesus Christ. The scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You see, not everybody just goes to heaven Because God is love. That's important for you to understand. God is love. God loved us unconditionally. But God made a way for us to go to heaven. This is the gospel that Lucille wanted preached. Listen carefully. When Lucille, on that Sunday afternoon, took her last breath... And I thank God this faithful family
0: was there, holding
1: her hand. You know, not everybody's blessed with that privilege, but this was a wonderful privilege that God gave this family to be standing there at that moment. And so here's what happened. When Lucille was lying in her bed, and, and I can just see it right now, when things had Settled down just a little bit. I walked around to the side where she was and kissed her on her forehead. But here's what happened. When Lucille took her last breath, according to the word of God, the apostle Paul said this, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. She was immediately in God's presence. That's in the word of God. What do you believe when a person dies? What do you believe happens? In Christ, if they know Jesus as their personal Savior, because I will tell you this, we will all be somewhere forever. There's no such thing as purgatory. There's no such thing as limbo. We will all be somewhere. We will be with the Savior or we will be in hell, one of the two. You say, well, preacher, that's not politically correct. You're in the right place. I will tell you this, Lucille believed that heaven was a right place, a real place, a place for her, reserved by God Almighty. She believed that when a person died in Christ, that they immediately went to heaven. Maybe you've asked yourself this question, and I told you there were four. I'm going to give you the four answers. You can answer the fifth one. Have you ever wondered, will we have real bodies in heaven? One day we will, thank God. And they are beyond comprehension. There's no way that I can even remotely begin to tell you what a glorified body is going to look like or what it's going to be like. But according to the word of God, this is what the scripture says about new bodies in heaven. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 2, the word says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God? And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, that we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Yes, there are going to be real bodies in heaven one day, but not anything like the bodies that we know, not anything like these earthly bodies. Every single one of these bodies are not designed to live in heaven. You remember what I read just a few moments ago in the Psalms, and David said, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, heaven is a place forever. These bodies are not designed to live forever. Every single one of us have something wrong with us to some degree. I mean, you think about it. There's a majority of people in here today. You had to have a pill when you got up this morning. You took a pill at lunch. You got to take a pill at supper time. You got to take a pill at bedtime. We are all on pills. These bodies are not designed to live in heaven. We have glasses. I have hearing aids. Some of you came in here with cane and oxygen. Listen, these bodies are not made to live in heaven. But according to the word of God, we're going to have a new body one day that cannot possibly get cancer, cannot possibly have a heart attack, cannot possibly have a stroke. There's a passage of scripture in Revelation chapter 21, and John the Revelator wrote it this way. He said, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. Thank God we're coming to a place, that beautiful land of splendor, that mansion over the hilltop. We're coming into one day, that place, what a day that'll be, when we'll never have to make a detour. We'll never have to go to another funeral home. We'll never need another ounce of medicine. God's going to make it all new. So first of all, if you've ever wondered, is heaven real? Yes, it is. Not because I want it to be real for this family right now, but because Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, said it was real. Number two, does a person go to heaven immediately upon their death? That depends on what they did with Jesus. Have you opened your heart and given your heart to the Lord? Then your third question, maybe you've thought about this many times. Well, if heaven's real and a person goes to heaven immediately upon their faith, if they're in Christ, and preacher, you're saying that one day we'll have real bodies in heaven? Absolutely. The fourth question I have, and I'll give you the answer to it, Well, preacher, if all those things are correct, will we know each other in heaven? Will we recognize each other in heaven?
0: I can remember years ago, I was standing at the door in the lobby and
1: shaking hands, and people were coming through. Sometimes on a full Sunday, it would take me 45 minutes to do that, and people going out the building. One particular Sunday morning, I was sitting there or standing there shaking hands, and I felt the tug at my coat. It reminds me of some of these little lads right here. I felt the tug at my coat, and I looked down. There was a little lad standing there, and he had a teardrop coming out the corner of his eye, a little pool of tears forming on the bottom of his quivering tongue. And he looked at me, and he said, Preacher, can I ask you something? I said, Sure. I stopped what I was doing talking to these other folks. I got down on one knee. I looked that little lad right in the eye and I said, what can I do for you? He said, I got a question for you. He said, my grandpa just died. And he told me about Jesus. He told me about heaven. He said it was a big place. And he told me
0: he wanted me to come there one day. He knew he was going soon. He said, my question is this. I want to go to
1: heaven. I want to be with my grandpa again. He said, but
0: when I get there, will I be able to find him? Because grandpa said heaven's a big place.
1: Maybe you yourself have asked that question. And the scripture is clear about it. The word says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. But then, talking about that day in heaven, but then shall I know even as I am known. Yes, yes, a thousand times, yes.
0: We'll be able to, Dwayne, Michael, you'll be able to recognize your mother and your daddy. You'll be able to find them. It's in the word of God.
1: I told you I've got five questions for you. The first question, is heaven real? You might have asked a thousand times deep down in your soul. Yes, it's real. Does a person go to heaven immediately upon their death? That depends on what you do with Jesus. Will we have real bodies in heaven? Yes, but they're not bodies like we can comprehend, not bodies that we've ever known glorified bodies, fashioned and likened unto the Savior's own? Will we recognize our loved ones in heaven according to the word of God? Absolutely, yes. But the last question you see, friend, I cannot answer for you. Only you can answer this question, and that is this. Will you be in heaven? That's the question Lucille wanted me to ask you. Will you be in heaven? And if you say yes,
0: then I would ask you, why? How do you know? What gives you the right? You see, Lucille had it down. She had it in her heart.
1: She had a firm foundation in the faith. Only you can answer this question. This is what I believe happened. And Sunday afternoon, when she drew her last breath, thank God y'all were right there.
0: This is what I believe happened. She was laying in her bed, and she was taking that, she was rounding that last mile, and that breathing got a little more shallow. She was breathing. Here's what happened. I want you to know something. She didn't stop breathing, she just started
1: breathing in another place. She closed her eyes, she took her last earthly breath. But I'm telling you, she didn't miss a beat. She didn't miss a step instantly. From this life, she opened her eyes into the presence of Jesus. Now, this is what I want you all to know. I've never been to heaven. And if any of you ever come to me and say, well, I've been there and I wrote a book about it. Here's some tapes. I want you to know I got a big story to tell. Listen, don't peddle that stuff to me. None of us have ever been to heaven. I've never been to heaven yet. You've never been to heaven yet, but there's coming a day, a glorious day when we will. I've never been there, but this is what I believe happened because the Bible says that Jesus was a good man. He was a just man. He was a compassionate man. He was a kind man. He was a loving man. He was a helping man. The Bible says that every place Jesus went, he went about doing good. He would touch the lame. He'd make them walk again. He'd give sight to the blind. He'd give hearing to the deaf. He would give speech to the mute. He would cleanse a spotted leper. He would raise a dead. Everywhere he went, he touched somebody. And then it looked like he just moved on to somebody else, looked with those eyes of compassion, and touched somebody else. We know Jesus was a good man, and this is what I believe happened. Dwayne, I believe this is what happened. Michael, listen. This is what I believe.
0: When your mother was laying there in that bed and she took that last breath, she took that nest one on a celestial street of gold. This
1: is what I believe. I've never been there, but this is what I imagine happened. I can imagine Jesus was standing there at the gates of Pearl and He said, Lucille, come on in. It's been quite a journey. I know you've struggled. I know you've hurt. You had some great people taking care of you. I took care of you. Now today, enter into the joy of the Lord. This is your first day in heaven, Lucille. Come on in. I can just see the compassionate, nail scarred hands of Jesus wrapping her up, giving her a big bear hook, welcoming her in. And maybe they take one step into heaven, and maybe, just maybe, I don't know, but maybe Jesus stopped
0: her and said, Now, Lucille, this is your first day in heaven. Can I do anything for you? I know what your mother would say. And I know what she wouldn't say. If Jesus were to say, can I do anything for you, Lucille,
1: at this first day of heaven, I can see her now. And she would say this, oh, Jesus, if I can have just one thing, this this is a beautiful place and there's a lot for me to see and enjoy, I realize this she would not say to Jesus as much as she loved you, and you. She wouldn't say to Jesus, well, Lord, this is a great place and that preacher tried to get it right, but he just couldn't touch the half of it. This is a neat place. If I can have everything or anything I want, don't take this wrong, Jesus, but... If, if I can have anything I want, then and I'll come back, but would you send me back to the earth and give me 15 more healthy
0: years with my family? I'd like to have 15 more. Listen, guys, she loved you. She loved each of you, but as much as she loved you, she wouldn't say, if I could have anything I wanted, would you send me back to my family? But I know what you would say, Jesus. If I could have anything, it wouldn't be that you would send me back to my family. But it would be that you would bring my family one day to me. It wouldn't be would you send me back to my friends? But would
1: you send my friends one day to me? And that's only possible by one way. Here's what, listen, I'm going to say something right now. And your jaw is going to hit the floor.
0: Don't judge it till you hear all of it. Give me the benefit of doubt. This is what Lucille believed. This is what I believe. Listen carefully. Jesus Christ is not your best way to heaven. He's not the good way to heaven. He's not your best way to heaven. He's not another way to heaven. Jesus Christ is your only way to heaven. He didn't say, I'm a
1: better way, another way, the good way. He said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but by me.
0: You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.